have a pen and napkin podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 66. And today we're going to talk about the comeback game. Uh, You're down, but doggone it, you're not out. So how do you come back? Whether uh, you get down early, there's an early run by your opponent, uh, maybe you're down at halftime. Or the, the, the classic scenario that everybody thinks of is you're down six, seven, eight points with two minutes left. Uh, what do you do? How do you attack those situations? Well, first of all, the biggest thing you've got to do is you've got to get stops. You've got to get stops, and you've got to emphasize to your kids that you've got to get stops. Now, I think with, with all of this messaging, with all of this messaging that you have, and, and, and maybe even before getting stops, the biggest thing you have to do, especially if your kids are playing hard and you feel like they're playing hard and you feel like they're concentrating and they're giving you everything that they got, you need to stay calm. You need to stay calm and you need to talk your kids through this. Uh, they know the score. They, they know what's going on. They can see it. They can feel it. So your job is to calm them down and instruct them as to how do we fix this? We know something's broken right now. How do we fix it? Okay, so that's the messaging, and and that is the verbal cues that you need to use with your team in those scenarios. Getting stops is is probably, you can't catch up if the other team keeps scoring. So you emphasize to your team, you know, in whatever verbiage that you have, and a common verbiage is, you know, kills, getting three stops in a row, okay? <clears throat> it's, it's, the, it's, it's two minutes into the second quarter, and the other team's on a 10-0 run, and you're down 18-6. Uh, to 6. And you feel like it's a pretty evenly matched game, but, but right now they made a little bit of a run. They've made the first run of the game. Okay, hey, look. All we can do right now is just concentrate on this next possession. Let's get a let's get a kill here. Let's let's concentrate on these next three possessions defensively, and let's get a kill. Let's get three stops in a row, and then let's get out and let's run on offense here, and let's get ourselves a couple of easy baskets. So I think that's what you you emphasize. I think that's where it's got to start at. You cannot make a comeback if you're not getting stops. Then, of course, you got to get scores. You got to get scores. So, what are two or three areas that you can get scores and make that comeback? Well, number one is is forcing turnovers and getting easy shots. Forcing turnovers and getting easy shots. If you can get out and run and get some tips and get some layups, plus that rattles your opponent, and then they start looking at the clock a little bit, and they start uh, playing more conservatively, playing more not to lose than they are to win. So tips and turnovers and runouts and, and scoring in transition, that's the number one way. Second way is hitting the offensive glass. Now, some teams are more equipped to hit the offensive glass than others, but you start hitting that offensive glass relentlessly. Now it forces your opponent to crash the glass even harder, which takes away their transition because they're not getting uh, runouts. But a couple of putbacks off of offensive rebounds, invaluable, invaluable in the comeback game. Then the third thing is hitting wide open shots. 
if you can hit wide open shots, uh, especially wide open threes, those are backbreakers. You hit a wide open three, you jump into your pressure system, and you look to attack from there. And and it becomes kind of a cyclical situation. Uh, you were back on your heels. That's the reason why you're in this hole. Now you're the team that's on the attack. You're the team that's coming after your opponent. And now they're the ones that are back on their heels and you're on the attack. And that happens through those three things, getting turnovers and getting easy runouts, hitting the offensive glass and hitting wide open shots. The fourth thing you can do is you can get to the free throw line and you can score you can score without the clock running. Uh, and you get to the free throw line by being more aggressive than the defense, looking to put the ball on the floor, attacking the rim, drawing contact. If you can score without the clock moving, that is another huge advantage to your comeback game. What are some other things that you need to be thinking about in your comeback game? You need to be thinking about your situational substitutions. Now, We've talked on the podcast before, and every coach knows uh, the more you can do, the more you can do. And if you're not situationally substituting uh, and you feel like you've got five two-way players, hey, that's the best thing that you can have. But most of us are not going to be in that situation. Now, this is something that you need to cover with your team before you even get into this situation. Hey, uh, Joey, if we're in this situation, I'm going to put you in for Billy on defense because... You know, Billy, Joey's just better than you on offense. But if we get a chance, if we have the ball, I'm putting Billy right back in, and we're going to let Billy let it fly here because Billy's a great shooter or whatever it may be. The The other thing that, that you can control is your timeout situation. And I've always been a big, I don't want to call timeouts. First of all, I don't want to call the first timeout of the game. I know that for a fact. I hate having to call the first timeout of the game. That makes me feel like my team isn't ready to play. Uh, I want to go into the fourth quarter with four timeouts. Uh, we get five at the high school level in our state. I don't know where everybody else is at, but I want to go into the fourth quarter in a perfect world with four timeouts. I want to go into the last four minutes of the game with at least three timeouts. And that way you can manipulate the game and, and manage it, and you can stop the clock when it's good for you. Then that allows you to situationally substitute. If you get to the free throw line, there's a dead ball. Now you bring in Billy for Joey or Joey for Billy. I can't remember what, what name combination I used for that, but you're going defense for offense because Jimmy is at the free throw line. Uh, so I, I think all of those things are really, really important. I think it's also important that you have a call in your repertoire where you're telling your team very quickly. Uh, so, for example, you're, you're, there's 45 seconds left and you're down five. Well, a lot of people assume, well, we've got to get a three here. Well, no, not necessarily. We need a quick two. We need a quick two. So uh, one of the things that we'll be implementing as we are able to narrow down more of these situations is we have a, we're going to have a call called spread three and spread two where uh, spread two, hey, we're trying to spread the floor, get to the rim, and get a quick two-point basket. So let's say we're down 45, uh, there's 45 seconds left, and we're down five, we're bringing it down, hey, spread two, 
And if I feel like we can get to the rim quick and we can score in, in six or seven seconds, boom, 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 let's score. I've got two timeouts left, boom, I'm burning that timeout so we can get set in our pressure. And now we're down three, and maybe we get a quick turnover off of the pressure, and I'm allowed to uh, substitute uh, the way I want to and get the matchups that I want in that situation. Those are all things that you need to think about before you even get there. Spread three, obviously just the opposite of that or or similar we're spreading the floor and now we've got to look for the three hey uh now it's it's 20 seconds left and and we're down six okay we've got a spread three uh drive and kick look to get that three-point shot up real quick and then we call that timeout uh with 10 seconds left after we hit the three uh so that we can try and force that turnover um and and, and you're going through this stuff with your team uh, throughout the season, and you're talking your way through it. Uh, we had a uh, one of the more incredible comebacks I've ever had as a coach this year. We were playing an opponent. We were down nine with a minute and a half left in the ball game, and we didn't have the ball. The other team had the ball with a minute and a half left, and we ended up winning in regulation. Um, I'm still not a hundred percent sure how we were able to pull it off. The, the The first thing was the kids just just kept believing, and I think the biggest thing you have to emphasize with your kids in those situations is we're not gonna we're we're not going to lose. We're simply going to run out of time, and we were able to manipulate the situation through all of those things that I just talked about, using timeouts, situational substitutions, hitting wide open shots. We got a couple of offensive rebounds. We hit a big three-point shot. We got to the free throw line and scored while the clock wasn't running. We, we, we had timeouts to use in those situations. We got the other team back on their heels. So you got to go through the comeback game. You've got to work on it in practice. Go through that special situation because at some point you're going to need it. Coaches, I hope you enjoyed this uh, uh, quick uh, this Foundation Friday on the comeback game. Uh, don't forget a pen and a napkin university coming this summer. So be ready to go with that. That's my school bell here. So uh, the magic of, of recording uh, before school gets going here. Uh, but I wanted to get this out on this Friday here. Foundation Friday number 66, the comeback game. Coaches. Let's pray for peace, let's stay safe, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.